This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Hello and welcome back to Thoughts on the Table, the audio blog on food and food culture. Paolo here again, your host. And my guest today is a returning guest. With me is Francesca Montillo. Hi, Francesca. Hi, Paolo. Thank you so much for having me again for a return visit. That's fantastic to have you. So for those who don't know Francesca, we recorded together episode number 51. This was a while back. And yes, uh, yes we talked about um, her upbringings, which are uh, between Boston and Calabria, southern Italy, and how um, she turned this extraordinary uh, experience of uh, uh, growing up across these two great countries into a profession as well, because Francesca is a cooking instructor. She teaches Italian cooking in Boston, only in the Boston area. And also she uh, is a tour operator of culinary tours in Italy. So, Francesca, um, I know the business is doing well. How are you balancing between the two activities right now? Um, well, they're really related. So uh, when I started my business, I knew that I wanted to do both from the beginning. So one didn't necessarily lead to the other. Mm-hmm. I knew off the bat that I wanted to uh, both teach cooking classes here to local Bostonians as well as do my tours back to my native land. Um, so balancing them hasn't been too difficult. Um, they feed off of each other, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> But they really do feed off of each other quite nicely. Right. I also imagine that the culinary tours may be more seasonal. Is that right? They are. They are seasonal in the in the fact that we only go out there in the nicer months, in the spring and in the fall. So the weeks do last a week in those seasons, but the work behind them is not right. as seasonal um, yeah. because there's a lot of planning involved. Right. Absolutely. Um, can you mention a few of the destinations that you've been hitting recently? Sure. So this in 2018, uh, I went back to Calabria, did a private tour in Calabria. In addition to the scheduled tours that folks see on my websites, I also do custom packages for mm-hmm. folks. So I was there. Um, then I did a tour of the Veneto region with 13 participants. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was in May. And in October, I returned to Emilia Romagna and did a tour of uh, mostly Bologna, but also we went to Parma, to Modena, and a few other cities in Emilia-Romagna where um, the great products, Italian products yes. come. Yes, absolutely. It can be considered the heart of Italian cooking. Yes, definitely. So that was 2018. Uh, 2019, I, I have another three planned as well as I'm working on some private itineraries. So another exciting year ahead. Fantastic. Hey, you span the entire territory from north to south. Nice. It's good to see. Yes, this year I have a week scheduled in Tuscany and then in September one week each in Puglia and in Sicily. So more the southern areas. Nice, fantastic stuff. Um, and what about instead the your, your job as a cooking instructor? Um, more classes, more students? Definitely more classes, more students. Um, I do them at uh, in my home as well as in clients' homes, which is nice. Um, I've gotten a lot of requests for uh, folks who want to buy presents that are experiential as opposed to mm. products. So yeah. I've done I've done birthdays, birthday parties, even some uh, bachelorettes who want to cook and have some wine. Um, and that, those are done in the client home, nice. which is very nice. And uh, there, you know, when I started my business, I thought the cooking classes were going to be more about technique. But it turns out that they're really turning into more social events mm. for the participants, which is very nice. Um, it's a very nice evening for everybody involved. 
yeah, it's becoming a, like a leisure activity as exactly. opposed to, yes, uh, which is nice to see because really for me, that's what Italian food really is. Exactly. You know, I don't teach like knife skills or yeah. um, sauteing just a particular method or it's, it's about the social experience around it, which is nice. Right. Enough technique to, to pull it off. Exactly. It's, you know, you get the recipes and we all cook together. And the recipes I, I've always used in my business are um, the ones that folks can replicate on their own once I'm not there with them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we, we cook full meals or we'll do just baking classes, whatever, whatever they require and they request. Yes, absolutely. So sometimes it comes from their own suggestions. Yes. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or I imagine you would have also a, you know, a choice for them to pick yes. from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I do them in my home, it's usually like a preset menu that I advertise and market on my business and to right. my mailing list. And the private ones, usually they already have something in mind that they may want to learn. <laughs> I understand. And uh, speaking of the recipes, of course, this is a great segue into uh, your latest uh, news. So you just published your first cookbook. So that's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. So the book is titled The Five-Ingredient Italian Cookbook, and the subtitle is 101 Regional Classics Made Simple. So again, congratulations. Are these some of the recipes you've been teaching? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, some of the recipes that I've have uh, been teaching to my students to, and in my classes, and uh, a lot of the recipes are the ones I've been making at home with my family for many years. So uh, it's great to see the, this product now and uh, available for folks to be able to do this at home yes yes yeah must be a great uh, satisfaction it really is it's very rewarding for sure and you know as i give credit to my mom for a lot of the recipes at the uh, the dedication of the book uh it's great to see um Mm -hmm. some of these recipes that my mom made growing up into to the houses and to the hands of uh, other home cooks I was wondering about that, actually. So um, 101 recipes, how did you come to the selection of these recipes? Uh, you said that some are your family recipes that come straight from, from your mother. But I mm-hmm. imagine since you touch all regions of Italy, that some probably were not recipes you grew up with. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pick, the number was selected because I figured it was a good number. I didn't want to overwhelm people with 500 recipes. I also want to keep the option open of writing an additional book. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, don't give them all away. <laughs> exactly. Don't give away all the secrets in the first book. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, we also, you know, another thing that stands out about your book is uh, writing the title, The Five Ingredient. So this hints, of course, to some simplicity at least in what you need to source to be able to make these dishes. Sure. Uh, but browsing the recipes, of course, I realized that, yeah, you're not really sticking to five ingredients necessarily. So the way I read it is, uh, you know, it's more like inspirational. Uh, is that the right take or should I read it differently? Um, no, I think you're right on the money with that. I think that um, the title should really probably have been the five main ingredient or less cookbook because Mm -hmm. there are uh, just a few ingredients that don't count towards what we consider the five ingredients. So for example, um, even if you're just boiling pasta Mm -hmm. with nothing else, that in itself between the pasta, the salt and the water, you have three three. ingredients right there. Exactly. (laughs) Of course. Um, So there are very few ingredients such as oil and vinegar and garlic and onions that Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to assume that everybody has in their kitchen. Right. Um, and that list is in the book. So somebody who uh, was eager to get cooking could look at that short list, fill their pantry with those items, and then uh, pick any of the recipes in the book and um, select which one they would want to make and just purchase the five main ingredients. It makes a lot of sense. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> the pantry has to be already stocked up uh, with the bare minimum. The bare, exactly. Yes, and then you can cook. Um, so uh, I was browsing the index. Uh, so you have Italian essentials for the American kitchen. So that's really the the pantry, those ingredients that, that you need to have. Is that right? Yes, correct. So yes. those are the ingredients that um, that we recommend, that I recommend, that every Italian home cook or ev- any cook in general uh, should stock up their pantry with so that they always have them at the ready. Okay. Then you go through the uh, the Italian menu or the progression of the courses, if you want. So you have uh, in chapter two, antipasti e contorni, so appetizers and sides. And Correct. then um, you go to soups and salads for three. And then you start the first courses with risotto, pasta, e salse. The sauce is to go That's... with the pasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have a pizza e pane section, which is more on the side, but definitely an important part of the Italian uh, menu. And then you have a section dedicated to carne, to meat, and to chicken, poultry. And then you have the fish and seafood, a pesce e frutti di mare. And then, you, of course, you finish with dessert as it should be. <laughs> so, um, Correct. It's broken down, like you said, into those um, mm-hmm. sort of courses, which um, is a nice breakdown, I think. Somebody looking at the book could just go at a particular chapter and focus on what they may like the most. Yeah, and again, going back to the recipes, um, I was also wondering, um, did you have to adjust or refine a recipe in order to to fit it to the book? Um, I'll be honest, I really didn't have to do that because (laughs) um, a lot of these recipes are uh, simple in itself. Uh, As you know, in Italian home cooking, we're not necessarily big on measuring. Um, yeah. So, so one of the things I definitely did have to do with the book is um, remake everything from. Even though I've made these for years and I've taught these for years, um, on some of the dishes I did go back and remake them and say, "Wait, was that more like one tablespoon of oil or more like <laughs> two or three? Because yeah, yeah. Um, things like oil, you know, or vinegar, or um, we don't really measure them. Measure yeah. them exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even myself with the blog, I find that it's about the same. Now I, I just pay attention to what I'm doing and I write it down, right. and then, <laughs> and then I, uh, I decide whether those were good measurements or not, and maybe I right. refine next time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not so much with the baking chapter, but yes. definitely with the sauces or the pastas. You sort of have to like, wait, was that a teaspoon of oregano or more like you know a, a pinch? Yeah. Which is funny and interesting. Uh, yeah, a pinch. Or you have the famous Italian saying, quanto basta. Oh, my gosh. That, that <laughs> saying always gets me. Um, I, I grew up with that saying with my mom. I'm like, but how do you know quanto basta? And she'll, you know, a lot of times she'll say, well, it will tell you. I'm like, well, I can't put that on the blog, mom. You know, <laughs> It will let you know quanto basta. Francesca, we should probably explain for people who don't know this expression, quanto basta literally means as much as it's enough. Right. So it's um it's really you have to taste it pretty much. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I think he's saying that. Which is true, you have to taste it, and that's true to every cuisine. Um yes. except for baking, because you can't taste it until it's done. So you have to. It, you know, it's funny because um even with baking I do 
I don't, I wouldn't advise this to novice home cooks, but I do mess around a little bit with the recipes and yeah. um, put things like zest, um, flavorings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have a lot less liberty, but you still can tailor it to your palate a little bit. Right, absolutely, you can do that. Um, also, of course, for every recipe, you have introductions. Um, it's all you know, taking you through. So mm-hmm. really, super nice. Uh, and what I really liked is. Um, um, it's very linear yes. and uh, you know exactly what to expect from every step. So uh, it should take you through really, really smoothly. And I think this format and this uh, philosophy when writing down the recipes really comes from having taught my classes. Right. Ha- yeah. Having taught classes really definitely helped me put the book together. Very good point. Mm-hmm. Because folks, when we go into a class, they want to know how many will this make? How long is right. this going to take? Um, is this gluten-free? Is this... Mm-hmm. A dairy free is this ideal for kids. Um, so having to have that knowledge to begin with from the cooking classes really um, helped in writing and writing the recipes for the book. Right. And also the timing, I find, like you should start boil the water for the pasta. You know, it, you do mention it. Um, yes. People may forget that this is going to take a while and then your sauce will be overcooked and, you know. Exactly. There's some sauces that come together quicker than the pasta does. That's true. Um, Mm-hmm. So I usually start that recipe with, you know. Bring the water to a boil. Right, exactly. Prepare your pasta uh, and then move on to step two. I also realized from my cooking classes that um, how you students tend to take everything very literal uh-huh. and how you write the recipe makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So I like to number the instructions. Like yes. you see in the book, they're one, two, rather than having one huge paragraph, which I see some cookbooks. Some cookbooks do that, yeah. Yes, yes. And I'm like, I can't keep track. What line am I on? You know, but having it numbered, I think, will help the home cook. Yes, um, yes. And the reader. Mm-hmm. Some even mix the amounts with the recipe itself. Yeah. Yes. Which doesn't help because you want to, you know, gather your ingredients often before you start. And Exactly. You should have them pre-measured and yeah in the book too also i don't know if you've noticed that there are a few uh recommendations of places where um you know i give the recipe then i say if you want to try this in italy go to this place just all right yes yeah from my travels i've come across a lot of great places where they serve these dishes so i think it's nice to give people for some of the recipes the option of hey you're going to be in italy you should try this is the best place for you to get your pizza or your tiramisu um, so. <laughs> I noticed those, and I was wondering. I'm going to ask you an impertinent question: Do you get royalties? No, <laughs> no. It'd be nice, you know. I say, look, I mentioned you in my book. Where's my, uh, where's my pizza? No. <laughs> yeah. So in this case, yes, I would definitely recommend to check them out because <laughs> it's a, uh, it's an honest suggestion, and uh, it's yeah. really just you know to recognize a good restaurant and to advise it to your readers. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the purpose of those. Honestly, they don't even know that they're mentioned in the book. They're just um, they're just places that I've been that I highly recommend you try. That's cool. It must be a good surprise for them to find out. Yes. Yeah. When I go back, I'll have to bring them a copy of the book and point it out. <laughs> yeah. And like should give you a free meal at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> the book is also a beautiful book. We should mention cookbooks are often beautiful because, of course, you need to see the dishes or at least, the, you know, a good representation of the dishes. Yeah. And uh, I have a lot of uh, questions about the photography as well for the book. So how did yes. it work for you? So Darren Muir did the photography for the book, and he did a, a really uh, a great job and really captured mm-hmm. what uh, what the essence of the recipes were. Um, I think that, uh, as with any cookbook, 
everybody always would like more. Um, yeah. So it's always a fine line with how many pictures. I think that, you know, pictures and cookbooks can be a double-edged sword too mm-hmm. because um, sometimes home cooks may get frustrated if theirs doesn't look exactly like what they see on cookbooks. Um, but he did a very good job in capturing some of the appetizers, some of the seafood, mm-hmm. uh, the desserts. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it also, uh, if you have a lot of uh, photos in your book, for the printed version, at least, it would make it more more expensive to make. Very much, yes. And then mm-hmm. you'll have to be sold at a higher price. And so that's another mm-hmm. consideration. Exactly. Right. And, and we all know when it comes to cookbooks, um, most folks prefer the printed version as opposed to the electronic. That's very true. Yeah. Because it's easier to carry the book in the kitchen than your laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though these days, you know, people have laptops and <laughs> iPads and kitchens and everything. That's but, true. Um, so, again, on, on the photography, what I was imagining when I think of people making uh, a cookbook, I imagine that they'll be cooking on one kitchen, yes. maybe not their, their own kitchen, but some kitchen, and then have a photographer on the side taking taking pictures of the dishes that they make. So one day they'll be cooking everything, one portion of each, and having somebody style it and then somebody take photographs. Correct. Is Correct. that very naive? <laughs> no, not naive at all. Pretty accurate. Uh, so the test kitchen prepares the, the dishes, mm-hmm. um, and then the photographer styles it and takes the pictures of them. So there's, uh, the recipes are tested in test kitchens. Um, so that everybody knows that they were tested and uh, they can be replicated at home. Super nice. And then the photographer uh, makes them look stunning and pretty. <laughs> nice. But the difference, though, with, with respect to what I was imagining is that it's not you cooking these these recipes. It is not. No, it is not. I think every publisher works it out differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, some cookbook writers also have the skill of taking their own photography, which I highly admire and I'm nowhere near. <laughs> but um that's a separate skill but no this is this was not me preparing these dishes for the pictures correct right but in a way it's also a testament to the fact that the recipe works and uh that's how it turns out if you follow exactly. the instructions yeah exactly yeah and there's a few pictures in the book that have a few of the recipes in it um so if you look at the back of the book you'll mm-hmm. see a picture of uh, the spinach a la romana and you'll also see the crispy cauliflower and you'll also see the balsamic steak all in one dish which is nice so you'll see three recipes in one image so and do you find that these are good pairings um they are yeah that's definitely a meal i i would serve and i've made myself uh, <laughs> i just actually made the crispy cauliflower for super bowl sunday here in the states we we had that um it's a great uh crunchy treat yeah yeah but uh, what I was wondering is, is this something that you uh, suggested or something that they came up with? They came up with this themselves. Oh, they yeah, so they yeah. definitely know what they're doing. Yes, that's super yes. cool to see. It's yeah. teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, Francesca, it was great talking about your book. I'm super happy to, to talk about yeah. it and introduce it to the listeners uh, of this podcast, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've been uh, in contact for many years. I'm super happy and proud to be able to do this. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, your support and your listeners' support. It's been a few years of a journey now. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, a big one. And uh, what's next? Uh, more of the same, I think. Honestly, more of the same. More culinary tours to Italy this year. More private uh, uh, tours for folks. So I make a, I also do custom trip planning. So for mm-hmm. folks whose 
uh, schedule doesn't permit them to come on one of my public tours. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I organized a trip for them. So more of that, more cooking classes, and uh, hopefully another cookbook. I think that next time I would like to focus uh, specifically either on a region mm. or just baking um, to be a little bit more specific as opposed to vast and have mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. book with, with all the regions or every course. Um, so I think I'm, the next time it, it might be a little bit more um, specific. Looking forward to that. Thank you. Francesca, it was a pleasure talking with you. Best of luck with everything. And of course, if you write another book, uh, you're more than welcome to come back here and talk about it. I definitely will uh, reach out again. You've been a great supporter during this process. So I really appreciate that, Paolo. Thank you, Francesca. My pleasure. Thank you. Again, best of luck. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care.